Hello. Glad to have my girls back. <laughs> oh, my girls are back with me. I'm glad to have you guys back here again. Oh no, this is Power Podcast Live. We are back at on our Tuesday, and don't forget, people, we are back on Thursday of for the entire month of March. We're going to be on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursday. Uh, we have our our monthly first. Thursday of the month uh, podcast, the Roundtable Talk. Uh, that's this Thursday, and every Thursday we'll have a candidate that's running for city um, position here for the May uh, 2001 election, along with the candidate from the BISD who is running as well. So that's that's a lot going on. We've got a lot going on, so we have to add uh, some extra days in the week. So we're going to be on this the month of May. Three March. Oh, that's him. I'm sorry. The month of March. Three big nights of podcasts on Power Knowledge Power Podcast Live. Uh, and and by the way, did, did you notice I I have a mask on? If you don't, you can't. If you if you if you're listening, I'm have a mask on right now because see, the governor of Texas is lifting the mask uh, demands. Uh, I need to give me a knowledge is power mask. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. But people, I'm telling you, don't be no fool. They try no. to kill you. They try to kill you. That's where our mask, keep masked up, social distance. That is the best thing for us to do. Um, I know it's all about economics, uh, the economy, but hey, we want to live too. So keep your mask on. Yes, and it's no point in rushing the mask off. I don't yes. even understand that. Like, I just feel like that's just, that's just, we're not, you know what? Mask on. Okay, mask, mask on. on. <laughs> right, right. Now, where's uh, my co host, Frances Larkin? Um, she's on another call, and so she'll call. get with us in just a little bit. But okay, if we got great. just a few minutes, right. I'd like to. Um, well, why don't you do this for me? There's I was just going to say, I want to tell everybody about the upcoming event. I'm super excited. We're going to have Miles Haynes, City Council Ward 2, and we're moving the venue. It's going to be at 3690 South 11th Street, and we're going to start a little bit earlier than 630. So if you want to come out between 615, 6 o'clock, um, I'm super excited about this. And then all the other candidates will be back at Nail Sparks Bar and Grill. But Miles is going to be uh, at 3690 South 11th Street. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to what he's going to say. And you guys come out and meet the candidate. I'm super excited about that. Also, too, I sent you another flyer. Tony, can you put it up right quick? Which one is that? The Southeast Texas Young Democrats is also holding their uh, monthly meeting on this same day, March the 3rd at 7 o'clock. We will be having nominations for the Southeast Texas Young Democrat officers. So that's very important to me. That is huge for the um, the the group. And we're gonna start the year off with a bang and we're having a Zoom meeting. Anybody that's interested in participating, go ahead and find me on Facebook. I can DM you the link for the Zoom. But the Southeast Texas Young Democrats is hosting their monthly meeting, but this is our nomination meeting for president, vice president, uh, treasurer, secretary, parliamentarian. We're also going to, um, I think, uh, select some committee chairs. Um, I'm looking forward to that with the Southeast Texas Young Democrats. That is a really big organization that currently I'm the assuming vice president of. Um, I'm looking forward to that. 
as well. So I'm going to post a child for two things at one time for multitasking. All right. Good God. I tell you what, it's been a, a um, we're going to keep going with the show, but I'm trying to find here. I'm looking down at my, at my phone and I guess I can't find it, but I'll. That's I'll, okay. I'll, I sent it to you in the group chat. Okay. No problem. I'll look it up and let's get sure. started with our, now who's our guest tonight? That's what tonight I Tonight we have Elias and I am looking forward to that. He is running for city council at large and we're going to do some questioning and see what we can find out about the candidate. All right. Well, let's bring our, our guests on and we'll be right back with you on Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. to Knowledge is Power Podcast Live with your host, Tony Redford, and my co-host, Madonna Sherwood and Francis Lawkins. Knowledge is Power Podcast Live starts now. Hello. Hi, good evening. How y'all doing? I'm doing okay. Look, tell me your name. Let me say it right, because I don't, I hope I didn't mess it up. You did it perfectly. Elias Ibarra. Okay, I did good. <laughs> I mean, there's also Elias Ibarra, but whatever is more comfortable, I think, you know, <laughs> been in Beaumont, being in the United States, you know, all my life, it's Elias is probably the easiest way to say that. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I said, Lord, I try not to butcher people's name. Now, Tony, that's a different story. He'll mention your name all of money. Pad up. <laughs> it's all it's like, your name will sound like it's in shorthand <laughs> and i am super excited about having you on tonight um so while we're getting ready to get started and tony's doing whatever he's doing tell us a little bit about yourself just give us a little background information well i am beaumont born and raised uh, i went to fell elementary i went to king middle school and then i graduated from central senior high school I guess they changed it to Central Medical Magnet High School. Right. Uh, I think I was number eight in my class. I was in the top three, three to five percent. I was a, I was a little nerd. <laughs> uh, okay. I went to Lamar. I wanted to be a Marine. I actually, uh, I think I got accepted to the Naval Academy. I know I took an ROTC scholarship for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, I didn't take it. I was, uh, I received it, but I decided to go enlisted into the United States Marine Corps. And I did five years active duty in the aviation side. I had four MOSs. Um, I was uh, aviation life support systems. I was quality insurance for that. Um, I was a combat marksmanship instructor and trainer. Uh, <clears throat> I probably trained two, three thousand Marines, if not more, at the Marine Air Group Forty One in Fort Worth. I was uh, what we call INI staff, trained a lot of Marines, a lot of active duty. Uh, I got out in 2015, August 2015. Then I went back in as a reservist for three more years. I moved back to Beaumont in uh, April of 2016. I am a father of two. I've got two beautiful boys. They're, they are the smartest. They're literally, I, I say this all the time, they, they think I'm the hero because I've got this Batman suit, like a legitimate Batman suit, and they think I'm a hero. But uh, they're the ones that are like literally, that keep me going every single day. They are uh, my heroes. Let me get not, not get choked up right now. <clears throat> 
But uh, I decided to run because, um, I mean, I was born here in Beaumont. It, uh, it was a little bit rough for me to, um, to, to go from, you know, my community, my, I guess how I like to say from my, from my uh, economic status to where I'm at now. And I don't want uh, our Beaumont children to have to struggle as hard as, you know, some of us did. I think it shouldn't be that way. And I feel like that's the need that we have is to make sure that our city provides uh, equal opportunity for all of our children. Let me, um, and I, I know I'm, 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 all, I'm, I'm, I'm the talkative one uh, in the group, but um, let me ask you a question because I have a list, but just off the cuff, I have a question for you. Sure. What do you think the biggest issue is facing the Hispanic community in Beaumont currently? Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I didn't really know much about um, local politics or much of politics until my adult life. Uh, some of it is cultural. A lot of it is cultural. And uh, I can say that, you know, to be honest, uh, because we have to acknowledge our deficiencies in order to fix those deficiencies. And a lot of it is on the Hispanic side is the cultural difference. There is that cultural, you know, and there's a divide in the sense of, especially when we don't have that representation, we feel that our voice isn't being heard. Not that it, not that we don't have a voice, but that that voice almost doesn't matter. So I think that's a big part of it. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Elias. Sure. Why, are you, why are you interested in this position? This is at large, right? Absolutely. Yes. Tell me why are you interested in this position? The at large position encompasses all of Beaumont. And uh, I'm a an all for one, uh, one for all, excuse me, kind of person. Uh, I can't just focus on one group. I have to ensure that everybody is taken care of. Uh, I mean, we know our city. I mean, I've lived here 30 years, minus the five years that I was gone for the active duty side. Uh, and I know certain of our areas, our wards have been neglected, or at least seem to be neglected. I think they have been. Um, and being at large gives me the best opportunity to reach the entire city and ensure that certain areas aren't just neglected, that all of our cities taken care of, that we have an equal surface, that the city as, as itself all together can be beautified, can come together and work together. LaDonna? I'm sorry, my, my, my mic is muted. You know how I do. Okay, um, tell us a little bit about what do you think the main issue is facing Beaumont? What do you think the main uh, problem is facing Beaumont as a whole since you're running at large? As a whole, uh, legislatively speaking? <laughs> no, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's there's a, a lot of issues. The biggest thing is that, um, and, I, and I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you, when I got out of the Marine Corps, I didn't want to come back to Beaumont. Uh, and a lot of my friends were like, why are you coming back to Beaumont? You know, uh, why are you going to be back over here? There's nothing to do. There's this and that, you know, and that, and that's, that's exactly the problem is the lack of retention of our citizens, of our residents, uh, the lack of retention of our youth. And there's no, the, the growth is minimal, you know, at, at best. I think that's probably the hugest issue. You know, we need to make sure that our businesses are, have the ability to, to uh, build here that our businesses call out to our youth, that our youth actually get engaged, that they desire to make a difference in their hometown and stay here and make Beaumont grow. 
What do you think is your qualifications? What what has prepared you for this position in city council? Uh, let's say the Marine Corps itself has a certain way of leadership. I know a lot of people look at it that the Marine Corps, the military, and they think it's all about yelling and getting in your face. Uh, and though that may have been true for the boot camp process, it's not true when you're molding Marines, when you're molding teams, when you're trying to get mission success. When it comes down to that, it's basically knowing who your people are, understanding what motivates them, and then utilizing that to motivate them to get the mission accomplished, to make them work together for the betterment of the, of the mission. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that, you know, I'm able to build teams. I'm able to see, okay, this is the goal. This is the problem. What are the, sol uh, what are the solutions? Okay, boom, boom, boom. We have A, B, C, D solutions. With A, B, C, and D, each one of them have risks that may fail or that may uh, cause to be a hindrance. How do we mitigate those risks in each one? And what we do is we look at all four of these issues, uh, solutions, excuse me, and all the risks associated and how we mitigate each risk and come down with a solution that is fluid so that we can go ahead and just get it done as efficiently as possible. Now, uh, you said uh, something about handling the risk and the reward and solutions and problems. What do you understand the duties of the city councilmen, uh, you and your compadres, to be as far as council members? Explain to me how you think uh, the, the council manager government works and what you think the actual duties of the job are. So Beaumont is under, under a council manager government, which basically the city manager is the one that deals with all the day-to-day -day daily tasks, uh, to put it that. Uh, they're the ones who bring the budget towards, uh, or he's the one that brings the budget to us, uh, that's, that brings us proposals and say, hey, this is the best you know, is the way uh, solution for this or this or that. Uh, we are there to legislate ordinances, policies, uh, give the city manager direction. Um, I see pretty much administer the, the city itself. And uh, when it comes down to the city council, uh, we, we also adopt budgets and stuff, but when the manager brings things up, you know, we have, there's a vote on it, right? It's a four council vote, right? What we call a, I can't even think of the word right now, the quorum. Four is a quorum, four out of seven. You have your uh, uh, mayor, two city council at large, and then four wards, one representative per ward. So you need at least four votes to get anything passed. Uh, one of the things that I, I hear a lot is, you know, you need four votes, you need four votes, you need four votes. And I'm going to be honest with you personally, and this may be the militaristic view that I have, but if I can't propose a change or, you know, uh, propose anything, a solution to an, a problem and explain it in such a way that basically effectively communicate, say, hey, look, this is what needs to be brought up. You know, this is what we need to change. This is why we need to change it. Again, going back to these are the solutions to change it. Each solution has certain risks. This is how we implement those risks. And this is the best solution by implementing these risks, this risk, that risk, and that gives us a streamline straight to the solution. By doing that, that's going to take away from spending 40 minutes on questions as to why, you know, this is needed or not needed. It's either, hey, I know what I'm doing. This is what we got. This is what's best for the city, for the constituents economically, and again, benefits the residents, or it doesn't. Well, 
What is your what is the one major issue you plan to address? Uh, that oh, you no. plan to address, what? like you plan to address as a councilman at large. You that I plan. Uh, well, there's a few of them. Again, uh, I can't focus on just one thing because I feel that it's all it all comes together, you know. And basically, it really comes down to the school district. Now, I know the city council is not the school board, but we do get taxed. And as a, as a resident, you get taxed, and that tax money goes to the school. So we definitely need to open up a communication between our school board and find out, hey, what are the resources you need? What is it that we can do as a council, as a city, to ensure that our children are getting the knowledge they need? I love you guys' podcast. Name, knowledge is power. Knowledge truly is power. And when we when our children lack that knowledge, that's that's less power that they have on their side. We need to empower them through knowledge. We need to ensure that our schools are giving them that knowledge. We need to ensure that the school board has the resources necessary to provide that knowledge to our children. We can utilize our businesses, local businesses, small businesses to come in to the community and engage them and say, hey, look, if you want to start a business. This is how you do it. You know, according to state laws, you have to get a doing business as you have to get your EIN number or whatever the case it is, whatever business you're trying to do, this is how you do it. Bring the knowledge back to the people, educate our children. That's the biggest issue because when you have education, you have power. Otherwise you have kids who are looking out, you know, on, on the corner of the street saying, Oh, you know, this guy's making money by doing this. That guy's doing that. I, let me just make quick money like that. And that's how we lose our youth to this crime. Great, great answer. Great, great answer. I like that. Uh, so, well, I, I would like to know, um, since you said everything is kind of all together and you wouldn't focus on one issue, what makes you stand out from other candidates? What's going to make you stand out from everybody else that's running? Uh, leadership. I want to say, you know, again, it, 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 you know, not to kind of pry on this one thing, but I've heard it before. I've heard, you know, you need four votes to change. I've heard it from incumbents. I've heard it from some of the uh, other uh, candidates. We need four votes. We need four votes. We need four votes. Again, true leadership, you're going to get those four votes because you know what you're doing. You know what you're saying. You have a solution. You have all the possible risks that are associated with it, and you can present it effectively in the right way to where every other councilman on that uh, council is going to either say, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. Or, no, that's not going to benefit the city, and it's going to be quick. I think that's a huge thing right now that we have an issue with, you know, especially in, uh, I'm sure you, uh, you guys have seen the uh, council meetings where certain issues are drug out for 40 minutes or an hour or more. And, you know, being able to bring in that true leadership that says, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. On top of that, you know, I think there is a reach, you know, being able to reach out to the whole city, the entire city at large. Like I said, if just by winning at large, if I were to win at large with the max votes, that proves that the city itself has a voice. That proves that the city can come together for one purpose, to have a voice, to prove that there is a voice and show that the power is in the people, not in the seat. Great answer. I mean, you, you, you're filling in the blanks, son. <laughs> I, I have I a, uh, you, you got I the next one, Tony? I, I sure <laughs> do. Um, let's see if you can change one thing in the zoning code here in Beaumont, what would it be and why? It's a good question. I know. <laughs> uh, I've heard a lot that it's, it's really hard to start a business in Beaumont. Mm -hmm. The permitting process is, you know, it's, it's, uh, hectic. It's expensive. Uh, I mean, we look at downtown 
Uh, I mean, you look at homes, the historic district. Uh, there's a few different things, but I think making it more affordable, uh, making that permitting process a little bit more easier for our businesses so we can build our business because we need the businesses. You know, I don't want to I don't want to be a council member who, who says, hey, let's let's tax our, our constituents to get more revenue. No. How about we add more businesses that can bring sales tax and we can use that as revenue? You know, let's just do that instead. So making making the permitting process a little bit more affordable, a little more streamlined for our businesses. Um, there is another thing that I'm kind of I, I have to do a little more research on it. Beaumont has a lot of historical districts. And I mean, it's great. It really is great that we that we focus on our history. But we can't live in the past. So and, you know, I'm, you know, there's ideas out there and it's something that I got to do my research on and see how we can maintain our history, but grow and not be stuck here. And my, yep. my parents live in Old Town. I was, I was raised in Old Town. And my mom was telling me a couple of weeks ago that, you know, back in the 80s and back then, our neighborhood was beautiful. Now it's not. You know, the same street I, I, I used to walk to school at the Central Angelina Street. Yeah, I can walk. That was 15 years ago. I can walk down that street, still hit the same potholes. They're still there. There's some patches there that, you know, they need to get redone. Uh, but I think, you know, definitely zoning wise, the uh, permitting for local businesses and uh, possibly looking into something about uh, balancing that historic district with growth. If if someone came to you with a proposal to build a new piece of public infrastructure in our city, how would you evaluate whether that project was or is worth implementing? Does it benefit the residents? Will it bring the city revenue? You know, I, I, I pay taxes. You know, I live in, I think I actually live in Ward 1 in the West End. Uh, you know, thankfully I have got... Um, the military, a little bit of military, uh, what's the word, uh, discounts, I guess you can say, but I still pay a lot of taxes. <laughs> so I don't want to raise my own taxes and I know I don't want to raise the taxes of the people. So uh, if a project were brought up to me, definitely, you know, how much revenue can that uh, business bring to our city? So we don't have to tax our residents or tax ourselves. And is it really going to call the attention of our youth? Is it is going to be something that our users are like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you know, now we have this place that we can go hang out to or, you know, uh, they provide a service that, that that really engages the youth. So I think those are the two biggest things. Does it engage our youth, our community? And is it going to bring revenue to the city? Um, I have a question. How do you plan to involve residents in your decision making process? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Uh, working with the neighborhood uh, associations, working with the neighborhood. This is a digital age. We have social media now. I mean, we think we can do some polls on there. Uh, but really, it, it really takes. I've always heard, you know, I don't know. I'm going to kind of bring this to the side here. People like, you know, well, this person didn't text me, so I didn't text them. OK, so you ruin the relationship because somebody didn't text you. You were expecting somebody to text you. No, reach out to the people. Go out there. You know, if the people aren't coming to the city council, then I need to make the decision. I need to make take that step to say, OK, let me go to them. Let me go and, you know, visit at their meetings, at their social events and say, OK, you know, what what do you, what, the, what does the people want? I'm running again to be a voice of the people, not that the vo uh, people don't have a voice, but to uplift and to broadcast that voice and ensure that it's actually being uh, adhered to or heard. 
So I would definitely say that um, getting involved with the community is one thing that uh, I have been doing a lot more lately uh, with this campaign deal. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to find that, you know, certain associations that I wasn't really aware of and they are there, but for some reason, I guess maybe Facebook doesn't promote them, you know, towards, you know, the algorithms or whatever, but uh, that just says that I need to do a better job to get out there and search and say, okay, what, what's going on? What's going on in my neighborhood? Where can I go to ensure that I hear the voice of the people? Okay. So listen, everybody's been talking about revitalizing downtown. What is your take on our downtown area and how could um, somebody make it successful? Downtown, I think, if I'm right, has been an issue since the 1980s. So 40-ish years that it has not grown, that it's failed to grow uh, money spent by the city. I don't believe that the city should be uh, paying for that. We need investors. We need investors that have a plan, investors that have ideals, that are willing to invest into our downtown area. Uh, I was looking at one area, the Calder Avenue, and this is just an idea. This is just my personal idea. You know, if the people don't want it, the people don't want it. But I thought about, you know, we had Crocker Street and it failed. There was a lot of liability issues, whatever the case may be. Um, but I was looking at the Calder Avenue between 4th Street and 11th Street. You know, we have uh, Luke's there. I think there's um, Tacos Obamba, um, Struggle Street. If we could create and, and the and the walkways are really nice, the sidewalks are, you know, they got the little cobblestone going on. If we could create a strip like Austin has their sixth street, Fort Worth has seventh street, California and San Diego, they have all these these huge walkways, boardwalks and stuff. We we you know, we could do something like that. It's it's really it, it already failed in downtown. Can we bring it elsewhere, like that Colorado Avenue area? where we have, you know, individuals that can come out, hang out, have a little bit of entertainment, some nightlife. They can walk back and forth and bar hop without driving from Finette Road to College Street to Calder while they've already had a drink or two. It, you know, it minimizes that. It mitigates that risk of people driving while they're drinking. It, uh, any uh, crime that's there in that area can be pushed away because now you've populated that area. You add more street lights, more parking lights, um, so people can't, you know, break in or break into cars as easily because now they're being watched. You consolidate everybody to one area and you put a couple of patrol officers out there and then you ensure, you know, that everybody gets home safely at the end of the night. And, you know, we got a lot of taco trucks. We put some taco trucks out there, some burger trucks out there and, you know, two in the morning, three in the morning, it's, it's it would be the perfect nightlife for Beaumont. Uh, again, can we do it in a different area? Maybe, but going back to the downtown area, it's going to take investors. Um, it, you know, it's, we, we have to have investors that are willing to invest. We have to uh, ensure that our, uh, permitting and policies allow investors to come in and build their businesses there. Okay. I'm back on the screen. Let me move my screen here. There we go. <laughs> left, I left here for a minute. I was doing some downloading to make sure we had all the questions asked, no asked questions for you. Uh, so we can. So where where's your favorite place uh, to spend time in Beaumont, uh, Alaz? Uh, that's a very good question. I would say work, but no. <laughs> uh, 
No, thankfully. Uh, let's see. Well, um, as a father, I don't go out as much. Um, as a single father, I should say. Uh, I was working one week on, one week off. So the week that I worked, I didn't have my kids. The week that I was off is when I had my, my son, my oldest son, and uh, it's it's very hard to go out. Uh, so uh, really, it's it's anywhere that I can spend time, quality time with with the uh, friends and socialize and actually have a good time. There's a lot of good places in, in Beaumont. You know, Luke's for a while was uh, the long uh, probably before COVID happened uh, was one of the places I did enjoy to be at. Um, it was close to my parents' house, so I could go stop by there, go there, and then go home. Um, but really and truly, um, it, I don't let me ask that know. question for you. It's sure. nowhere. It's nowhere to hang out. It's nowhere, <laughs> no place to go. It's nowhere to have entertainment. It, it's, it's dead. Okay. And this is what I'm, my next question is going to be for you. And, and, uh, I think that'd be my last question. I think, I don't know. What can you do to make a difference in your community? Because, I want you to. I want you to realize that Boma been stagnant for the last twenty five years. I want to know what it's going to take. What you what you can do to help to uncover and 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 be more creative in the city of Beaumont. What can you do if you become city councilman at large? Uh that is a really good question. Because it's 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 not easily answered. I mean, you it's easier to say things than to do them. Let's put it that way. And I think for one, if we if I could at least be an example to our students, to our children, that will show them, you know, that will help them to grow, to really like think about life and say, you know, I, I don't, I want to be the best at everything that I do. You know, shoot for the the moon and even or the stars, and even if I fail, I'll still be amongst the moon or the other stars, vice versa. Um, but I think bringing some kind of entertainment or whether it's a festival, you know, uh, or businesses that really, really, really do encourage, not encourage, but entertain our youth that really call out to the people. And, and like you said, you know, like technically there isn't one good place to, you know, to hang out. At. But if we had something family oriented something where I can go out there and really spend time with my kids where they can really have fun. Even maybe it's a, some kind of festival, you know, what is it? Uh, Beaumont's known for Gladys city, maybe some kind of oil festival that we can say, Hey, you know, on this day, uh, whatever, you know, the Gladys came out, you know, I know we do the thing every hundred years, but if we could do something yearly to commemorate, you know, what, and it doesn't have to be that. It could be whatever. But something to bring the kids out, you know. I mean, we have to stay fair, but something a little bit more homey, something more family-oriented that's close and local to the, to the constituents that really, like, makes people proud of being in Beaumont. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we are proud of our, uh, we're proud of our cultures, right? We're proud of our, our heritage. We're proud of Beaumont. And, and makes people really want to be here and not say, oh, why are you coming back? Alas Abrera. I <laughs> Did I say it right? I bear on. There we go. I told you not to do it. Elias, I bear All right. No, that's not right. <laughs> what is it? Elias Ibarra. Ibarra. Okay. Is that right? 
Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, see, you gotta work on this. Don't say for you to show me up like that. I can start rolling ours if y'all want. Yeah. <laughs> Elias and Sarah, we really appreciate you. We're excited to have you on. We are happy that you came on to answer our questions. You know, we have a huge following. Our folks come on and they try to gather some information about who the candidates are, why they're running, what they want for the city, and what do they bring to the table. And that's kind of what we go for. We're super excited that you came on tonight because you're running for candidate at large, and that encompasses the whole Beaumont. So do you have any last thing that you want to say to the people as to why they should vote for you? This is it. Make your, make your spiel. <laughs> this is it. The final uh, countdown, right? Uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show. I really do appreciate you guys reaching out and giving me the opportunity to uh, to, to show who I am, to show what I know. Uh, there's a lot of times where, you know, I, I do a lot for the community and I don't broadcast it as much. So, it, you know, but, you know, I, that's my personal, you know, I, I was trained or I say trained, I was brought up to be a servant of the people, you know, uh, faithfully speaking, you know, that's that's my faith wise. Those are my values is to, to serve uh, always serve. Um, but with, uh, so, so thank you again for bringing me on the show. I do want to, add, uh, you know, let everybody know again, there is two at large positions, uh, for the Beaumont, uh, city council. Uh, we need to register, make sure we, we register. I think uh, I have to double check this number, but I believe only 16% of registered voters in Beaumont actually go out and vote. And we need to make sure that, we bump those numbers up. We want hundred percent of the registered voters to come out and vote, you know, uh, help me show the city that we can all come together for one purpose and truly show the power of the people. You know, so I, that if I can get that, that will prove to me that Beaumont is, is great, you know, and we can make the change. So April 19th to the 27th is, um, early voting. Make sure you register prior to April 1st um, and May 1st is the voting date. So let's come together, Beaumont. Let's really, truly show our voice and that our voice has power. That's that's what we need to do. And, right. and then let's make change from there, positive change for our future, for a better future, for a cleaner Beaumont and for our the future of our children. Thank you, Elias. I pre I've enjoyed you. It's been a pleasure to have you on our show. And we're going to ask you to come back. Before I ask you to come back, if you don't win, are you planning on supporting a candidate? Uh, are you, you plan on working in the community still? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This, you know, this isn't, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Definitely the, the, again, it's service, service, whether I'm in the seat or not, yeah. we're going to build the community together and right. I'm going to do as much as I can as possible, you know, as much as possible to That's ensure right. the future of our children, because that, that really is the focus for me. That's as a right. father, and I know I'm not the only father. I'm not the only parent. So yeah, no, this is, this is going to continue. Thank you. you know, Thank it, you. It, yeah. We're going to do it. All gonna, right. Francis, tell us about your two appointments tomorrow. Cecilia Donna. See, he can't even get my name right. What did I say? Francis. I'm sorry, I'm my sorry, name LaDonna. is LaDonna. I'm sorry, LaDonna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, the Southeast Texas Young Democrats is hosting a meeting virtually, and we're going to do our nominations for officers. So if you're interested in the organization or becoming a part or just having a voice in the community, you want to learn something about 
um, the Democratic politics in this area, there's a meet tomorrow, March 3rd, 7 p.m. It's going to be on Zoom. If you want the link, inbox me. I'll send it. I also have a candidate meet and greet that is also tomorrow from 6.30 to 8.30 with Miles Haynes. And we're going to do sort of what we did here tonight, ask him some questions, allow him to um, talk about his platform. And I'm looking forward to that. There's a new venue, 3690 South 11th Street, Beaumont, Texas. 77705 and we are out. <laughs> and what else you got to tell them about? Mask on, okay? Mask, mask on. Mask on. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. Mask on. Mask okay. on. <laughs> right. I'm, 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 I'm going to keep my mask on, okay? Mask on. It's going to stay on until Greg Albert stand up and walk. Okay, mask <laughs> on until he gets out. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching Knowledge is Power Podcast Live. Be sure to like and subscribe to all Knowledge is Power social media pages. American people have, I'm sorry, Kaylee's on a.